Hey everybody, it's Cape Soft. It's Thomasino, Markendra, and Amanda, and What's we up? are here bringing you some new energy. And we hope you guys were flying high this week. But if you weren't, we hope you you know come here and get some energy today. Um, today we have a guest mom. Um, her name is Angie, and she's a mom of all boys. So I'm gonna turn it over to her and let her introduce herself. Hi, ladies. My name is Angie, and I have three boys. Ages are 19, 16, and the youngest will be 12 on Tuesday. Veteran mom. You got some grown-ups. Yes, (laughs) a veteran mom. Right. Hey, Angie. This is Mark Kendra. Um, Hello. I have four girls myself. My kids are 11, I got two eight-year-olds, and a one-year-old. She'll be two on the 24th. Cool. So and This is Amanda. I have one. I have one One girl. Her name's Adina, and she'll be two in May, but she's still one right now. Mm-hmm. And everybody, um, Angie is my friend, so that's why Amanda and Markendra are introducing themselves, because they don't know her, but... I thought she'd be great um, for today's topic and to be a guest mom on here with us from time to time. So um, today's topic is postpartum, and I'm going to turn it over to Amanda to get us going for today's topic. Yes. So today, I guess when you talk about postpartum depression, um, it can get a little heavy, but we're going to try to keep it light and fun, but we still want to tell all our listeners are real stories and we want to, you know, make sure we're, we're making a connection with everyone who's listening, but I, we realize that it could be, it can be a heavy topic. Um, so I think that one of the things that we discussed before the podcast was how postpartum depression was something that we all had, to, we all went through um, at one time or another. Right. Uh, and I feel like, I feel like a lot of moms go through it, but they may not know, or they may you know, they may just think, oh, I'm just tired or I'm just overwhelmed or I'm just adjusting to like my new life when really it can be postpartum depression. So I think right. a, good, a good icebreaker question could be um, how did you like, what was the thing that finally made you realize that no, this is like, I have, I have like anxiety or this is my, po- I have postpartum depression. Me personally, I have three kids by the time I was 19 so by the time I was 19 I had a three-year-old and then I had a set of twins when I had the twins I was just like (laughs) like all over the place because I went from one to three kids and I, I, I honestly can't even explain where I was feeling but I was just like in a zone where I felt like I was spaced off and I just didn't you know, I couldn't really catch where I was at. And then I just like, it took me, it took me almost two years before I got comfortable because I felt really bad. And I'm just going to say that I felt bad because I didn't really have the mom instinct with the twins. Like it just wasn't in me to want them and want to do the mom things. I don't like, I, I still can't even really explain it. But like, no, I know what you mean. Like, 
giving giving them a bath was like a task for me. Like I literally, from the time they was born until they was about three months, my cousin would come over to my house every single day, and she would give them a bath. She would feed them. She would do all type of stuff, uh, just to help me out because I I like literally just was like standing there like what the fuck I got three kids. <laughs> like what is this shit? And I just couldn't get I couldn't get my mind around it. And 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 the case that I couldn't get my mind around it, I couldn't really function as a parent or a natural mother. Or, if it makes sense. It does make sense. But go ahead, Amanda. Yeah, that that does make sense. And I I had something similar um when Adina was first born. Uh, I felt like I couldn't connect to her. Uh, and I don't know. I, I well, So when I was pregnant, um, I had a lot of complications, but I was still happy about being pregnant until we, I, so my husband and I, we uh, went to the ultrasound where we were supposed to find out the sex. Um, I think it was in between, it was like 16 or six, in between 16 and 20 weeks pregnant. We went to the ultrasound. We were all pumped and happy, but we had problems during that ultrasound and they sent us to a high risk ultrasound tech. And that's when we were like, okay, like what's going on? You know, like, so our, our excitement kind of went down a little bit. Uh, but during that ultrasound, we found out that our daughter was going to have a physical disability, um, so it's not it's not mental or anything, but she she doesn't have a left hand, so her her arm stops growing like right in between where the hand would be in her elbow, and then on her right hand she only she was born with like three fingers, but the the three in the middle were webbed together, so she had to have surgery to get one of them unwebbed. Uh, this was my first pregnancy, and I found out that she was gonna have a disability like right in the middle of the pregnancy. And once I found that out, every day of my pregnancy, I cried since then. So I was already stressed even before she was born. So I feel like maybe I was at a higher risk to get postpartum depression just because of that. But I, I don't know what the statistics, the statistics are on that. But I feel like I was already down, and then, and then. So once I had her, I had placenta abruption, so I had her seven weeks early. I was in the hospital for almost two months, um, and and we had her early. She was premature. She was in the You NICU. yourself was in the hospital or just with her? Uh, so I was in the hospital for almost two months before I had her, and then I oh. had her seven weeks early. Um, and then once she was born, she was premature. So then she was in the hospital for three weeks before we could take her home. So we were in and out of the hospital. You know, I had to have an emergency C-section. So I already knew that when we took her home, I already knew my mind wasn't right. Like, <laughs> like I, I freaked out before we left the hospital with her. The nurses were calming me down. Like it's gonna be fine. And I was like, what am I supposed to do with her when I get her home? Just sit her there. Like, like I didn't know what to do. Like. I already knew that my like mentally I just wasn't right. So I mean I'm really thankful that Dean was there and I had my mom there, but it was really hard for me to connect with her. Um, you know, <clears throat> Dean went back to work uh right like maybe two weeks into my maternity leave and I was off for three months. And, you know, we would just sit at home and we would look at each other. She would sleep and we would look at each other. And I just, some days I just really didn't feel anything. I didn't feel like I was connecting to her. And after a while, that's kind of when I knew I was like, 
you know, I think I think something's going on. I think it may, may be postpartum depression. I had crazy anxiety. Some nights I would just sit up and watch her sleep because I would be afraid that she would stop breathing in the middle of the night. Just like just wild thoughts, crazy anxiety. And, and that's when I knew I was like, something's not right. Like, and I'm not connecting with her. It just that's that's when I knew I had postpartum depression. And I was like, I need to, you know, I need to. And I knew that I should go see someone to talk about it even though I didn't (laughs) but I knew like there was something wrong right yeah I know for me um I felt it with I felt it with Carter um but I felt like I was able to shake it a little bit but I recall a picture that Mike took of me um where I was looking at her and it was almost like a look of disgust, which scared me because I like when I had her, I was like, okay, like, you know, I'm a mom. I I didn't, I guess I didn't feel that feeling that most moms or that some moms talk about where it's like, you know, you get this overwhelming feeling of joy and, you know, everything is just all great. Like I didn't feel that. And I was just like, is something wrong? Like, why do I, like, why do I feel this way? Like I felt like Mike was more connected than me. Yeah. Um, with Carter and I was just like why what is going on but I I kind of like shook it off but then when I had Charlie it was just it was like that feeling with Carter times 10 it, it I was I felt like I was just like had went to the sunken place like I was just in this dark hole and thank God for Mike and all shoot all of y'all really because I, I talked to all of y'all at some given point and help me get through it but I, I I was embarrassed you know you're embarrassed to talk about that kind of thing because you're like it is embarrassing you, you know I'm a mom like I should be able to like get through this oh this you know this is just a mom do like how like how Markendra said earlier oh you know I'm just tired like I can shake it off mm-hmm. but when that feeling doesn't shake and it's just there like every day endlessly like Ooh. you're just kind of like no let me let me get some help let me let me talk about this you know and then you um, feel guilty for me. I was like, yeah. I felt guilty and embarrassed having to talk to people about it because I'm like, I'm a new mom. This is like supposed to be the best time of my life. Like right. you're any other mom. And it was me. I compare myself to people all the time. So I'm just like, how come, you know, no one else, no one else's pregnancy was as bad as mine. And, you know, some people have worse pregnancies, but they're so happy. And how come I'm so unhappy? How come I'm just laying in bed while Dean is doing everything for the baby once he gets home from work, you know, like. And then I just feel guilty and I don't want to, I didn't want to talk to anybody about it. Yeah, you do get that way because I, I, okay, so my last child, she's one now, but she's, I have a seven years difference between when I had the twins and when I had her. And one, I was like, I was really, really, really scared to have another kid because when I already had three little girls. I did not want another girl. (laughs) I know it sounds crazy, but it is what it is. I didn't want another girl. So I was super scared of me getting pregnant again and me having another girl. I was super scared of me getting pregnant again and me having twins. And then I was super scared of me getting pregnant and knowing that I went through that postpartum depression with the twins and you know, like not necessarily wanting to go through it with her because I was aware. I knew, like at that point, I knew that that had happened to me, and I knew how I felt. So, like once I had the baby, I was like, I was super ecstatic about the baby, but for some reason, 
something in me, I couldn't be excited within myself. Like when I had her, when I was changing her and everything, like I was I was always happy around her as a baby. Like she'll be two now. But like I just couldn't make well, I couldn't make myself feel like I was happy alone. And I couldn't explain that. Yeah. And so I, I actually went to talk to a therapist. I, I started talking to the therapist that I have now back in October. So I've been talking to her from then to now. But, you know, like, it made me realize because, like, I've had a lot of negative influences around me. And, you know, like, I've had a lot of negative energy and, you know, like, people telling me what I can do better, what I what I should do instead of what I am doing. And I believe that that was a whole issue on me wanting, you know, like, trying to feel okay with having another a whole nother baby. Because, like, here I am with four kids, and I'm, you know, like, I have four kids. I'm not married. I don't really have the career that I want. Like, you know, the job that I have now is not bad. It's not terrible at all. Like, you know, I make a decent amount of money, but I just was like, here I am having another kid, and I'm not in the place that I want to be in. And I couldn't make myself be absolutely happy with just having another baby. And I couldn't make myself explain that to people. Like, you know, to people I was complaining and I was upset. And if you felt if you felt this bad, you should have just had an abortion. But people don't understand what that is. You know, how that makes somebody feel. Like, why would I want to kill my kid? I don't want her right. dead. Right. But in right. the same token, I also can't explain to you why I'm so unhappy. Yes. And I just like, you know, I was like, I got to go talk to somebody because the people around me, they just don't understand. And I, I couldn't make myself understand why they don't understand, nor could I make myself understand what to say or how to say it to make them understand. So I went to talk to a therapist. And honestly, since I've been talking to her, it's been, what, six months now? Like, I'm today right now where I'm at, I feel the most okay, happy sound that I've felt in like years, I want to say, because I want to say since I had her, but it's probably been a little bit longer than that. But like, I feel the best that I felt today because I actually went to talk to somebody and I kind of talked out and worked out my issues. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I want to touch back on something you said when you were like, um, you were, you were happy when you were around her as a baby. It's cra- It's crazy to hear you say that. Cause like there were times where I wasn't happy and I wish, I wish I could have been more happy. Like there will be times where like I was breastfeeding or, you know, holding on to her and just be looking and kind of like in like a blank zone. Y'all know what I mean by that? Like, yes. kind of like, I don't know. I can't even explain it. It was like I was in a trance, like on autopilot or something. Like my body was doing the motions, but my mind really wasn't there. Yes. That's how I felt too. Dur- during the day when it was just, when I was on maternity leave and it was just me and Adina, I felt like I was just going through the motions. Like we weren't connecting. You know, I couldn't, I felt like I really couldn't feel anything, but I felt, resp- I still felt responsible for her. Like I wasn't just gonna not do what I had right. to do for her. 
But right. I, felt, I felt like we weren't connecting and I was just doing it just because I knew I had to. And then once Dean got yeah. home from work, he took her and I laid in bed. Like I didn't I didn't help. I didn't have to do yep. anything else with her because I'm like, oh good. Thank God right. this home I don't have to right. be a mom. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you how do you say that to someone? How do you admit that? I mean, now that now that we're all better, I feel like we can admit it easily. But when you're in that moment, like I didn't want to talk to anybody about that. I felt I felt right. embarrassed, you know. I felt like yeah. people were gonna look at me like I was heartless. Right, same. I'm so glad we had each other to talk to, Amanda. Like seriously, yeah. like literally, you were like a saving grace because it was like wow, like somebody that I can relate to right. that's going through this like I don't feel as bad as I should feel about this because somebody else is going yes. through it too because it, it really makes you feel like a terrible person you know like you're like I can't believe I'm doing this like why do I feel this way how do I get happy how do I get to it you know and, and you want to love your baby yeah not, you're, you're not thinking in your mind you know I know I had this baby but I don't want to love it I want to feel this way you want to love your baby it's right, just, and when it's just and, not, clicking. it's just like you can't, you can't help the way you feel, right? Regardless of right. how how much you want to be the best mom, how much you want to love your baby, it's just the way that you feel. There's nothing you can do to change it, and then especially when you have people around you that does not understand what that you're going through, yeah. and then you can't really explain what you're going through. That right. makes it ten times harder mm-hmm. because to them. You just don't want your baby. You don't care. You you know all of that, and it's like the the bad thing for me was like when I tried <laughs> to talk to somebody about it, and I, and I was like, you know, this is how I'm feeling. Haven't you ever felt this way? And they're like, girl, no, I love my baby. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, well, like, I love my baby right. too, but right, <laughs> like, but like right now, fucked up, shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Angie, Angie, where you at? You clearly right. What about you? Right. I want to hear her opinion too. Angie, what did you go through it? Like, I went through it numerous of times. Like, I've had three boys, and postpartum is like one of those taboos that nobody wants to talk about. Like, nobody wants to admit to. Nobody wants to, you know, say, "Oh, I had those feelings too." Like, you want to be that person that's like, you know what? I love my baby from day one and I was always the perfect mom. And But what we have to realize is that there's no handbook on how to be a mom or right. yes. there's no handbook on how to be the perfect child. So you, I'm new at this just like my child is new to this. And your body goes through so much. Now, Girl. postpartum with my first son, I was able to snap out of it. And I really think that comes down to the support system you have and like, what did you go through while you were pregnant? Like uh, Amanda was saying, oh, she found out midway through her pregnancy. Oh, my baby is going to be disabled. Like, that's a lot. Like, hold on, wait a minute. First, I got to care for a newborn. Then this baby is going to be disabled. So I'm going to have to do even more. And I don't even have the first clue of what the fuck I'm doing in the first place. Right. So, <laughs> right. You, know, like you can read all the books on what to do, what to expect when you're expecting. Like, okay, you can tell me what the scientific you know, facts are. You can tell me what the majority of people went through, but all you're telling me is the 
body functions. Right. You're not telling me a person's mental state. Oh. You know, like you're not telling me I was scared out of my mind because I'm about to be responsible for a person and they're solely dependent on me where if I fuck up, I'm not just fucking up my life, I'm fucking up their life too. Like this person depends on me for everything. They depend on me to eat. They depend on me to take a bath. They depend on me for water. They depend they depend on me for everything. Right. So that's a lot of pressure to be up under where okay, it's no longer just you. You have somebody else. So everything that I do, I now have to take an account for somebody else. Right. And then on top of that, when you're going through those emotions and then when you go through that emotion and you already have kids and then you're going through it with a new kid, you're like, you're even more fucked up because you're like, damn, I already had kids. Like, why am I so like, you should be like, this. Yeah, like I should already know, you know, I should already know what I'm doing. I should already know how this goes. I should already be okay with this. But for some strange odd reason, my fucking mind ain't getting me there and I'm not. Right. That's that's true, but then you have to also, you know, I had to sit back and look at my life. Like with my first son, like I said, I snapped out of it. My second son. You know, it's like, okay, I'm already a single mom. I got one boy. I'm a female. I can't teach my son how to be a man. Right. And now I got another boy coming. And then, you know, what the hell? But at the same time, like, each, just like each child is different, each pregnancy is different. Yep. So I can't say, oh, well, I did this with the first one because with my first son, it was like, hey, you want to make me happy? Bring me some McDonald's french fries, the Big Mac, and some chicken nuggets with the barbecue sauce, and hey, we good to go. Yeah. With my second son, it was like, you know what? I want to be left alone. I want to soak in my room. He's like 18 months old, running around, and here I am pregnant, and I'm just like, I don't want to do shit with you. Like, here, <laughs> watch this fucking Pokemon movie, and leave and me leave alone. And leave me alone, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, get out of my face like oh my god I'm going through it with this yes, and then, here and, and then, like they was touching on you have those guilty feelings where you like damn I just want to be left alone and I want to be left alone I don't want to feel like a bad parent I don't want to feel like I hate my, my child yes. or I hate being a parent but at the same time I'm a I'm a damn human being myself like right. I have my own separate feelings outside of being a mother, outside of taking yes. care of you, outside of doing everything that you need me to do. I have my own feelings, but it's like a mother can't stop and reevaluate her feelings. No, it's like it's no. like that's like, like that's a unwritten rule. Like no, you yeah. don't stop to care about yourself. You didn't have these kids now, so you got to stop everything that you're doing to make sure that these kids is okay. Fuck what you going through. Fuck how you feel or any of that. You mm-hmm. need to make sure this child's fine. And it's like, so Marquette, dang. You could, you could probably relate because I think like my postpartum with my second son was a whole lot worse than the first one because for one, uh, when my son was 18 months old, I found out he had lost 90% of his hearing. Mm-hmm. He used to have ear infections all the time. Asthma attack, ear infection, asthma attack, ear infection. To the point where 
he lost 90% of his hearing. So all this time, you know, how you sitting there and you telling your baby, like, stop, get off of that table, don't touch that, you know, you popping fingers, you know, popping them on the behind, like, stop that, no, you don't do that. Then here it is, 18 months old, and I find out, oh, my son couldn't hear me. Right, and that, and that makes it even worse. And it's like right. my daughter, with my first daughter, my pregnancy was easy breezy. I ain't gained no weight, girl. I still had on the same clothes that I was wearing. The whole time I had her, you know, when, when I finally had her, she didn't do nothing. When I say my baby slept until she was one, <laughs> like I literally feel like that's all she did was sleep. Like I had to wake her up to feed her, to play with her, to like even play in her hair. Like I had to wake her up to do everything. And then when she was two years old, I you know, I took her to the doctors because she woke up, she was limping, and the doctor diagnosed her with leukemia. And so I'm taking the steps of getting her tested to, you know, because I want to take an opinion. You're telling me my two-year-old has leukemia. I need to make sure that my daughter is not dying. You know, so at that point, I'm scared to death. I'm trying to make sure my daughter's okay. I feel bad because I've been getting on her. Like, girl, get up. You know, like, she's sleeping and stuff. And it's like, what are you doing? Get up. Let's walk. Whatever. And I felt bad because it was like, I didn't know what she was going through or whatever it was. So it's like, damn, I'm sitting here, you know, trying to make her stand up and walk. And meanwhile, she can barely walk because her leg hurts because she's going, you know, she's going through this. Right. I'm getting her tested. And we went through four different doctors before she was finally tested and cleared of it. And in the meantime, that was almost till she was six years old. I had the twins when she was three. When she was three years old, I'm going through testing my daughter for leukemia. On top of that, my daughter had eczema so bad, like she literally had a staph infection in her face. So I'm taking her back and forth to the hospital and the doctor's every single week on top of being pregnant with twins on top of that while I was pregnant with the twins I lost 35 pounds I was not I didn't gain one pound pregnant with my twins I was that sick so I'm barely being able to hold down food you know but still I gotta get up you gotta function you You gotta still take care of this baby you still have Mm -hmm. to do it and me being a single parent I couldn't call her dad and be like, hey, man, I just need your help. And I felt real fucked up about that because it's like, dang, man, I just I just need help. I don't want my daughter gone. I don't wish I never had her or any of, anything like that. So I believe being a single parent also, like, puts the pressure on you having postpartum depression, if it makes sense. It does. Right? Because here I am. At the end of the day, when you lay down and have these babies, you don't do it by yourself. So you don't yeah. expect to take care of them by yourself. I don't care yeah. what anybody says. I can do everything in the world for my daughters by myself. But I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want right. to at all. That is so true. Right. I'm sitting here and I'm frustrated because it's like, fuck. Now she got this going on. She got this. They need money for this. I got to pay for this. And, you know, I got to make sure she eats. I got to make sure she takes her baths. I got to make sure she brushes her teeth. I got to read her book. You know, I'm trying to do everything where I can make sure my daughter's not behind and that she's like the best child that she can be. Meanwhile, like I said, I wasn't number 19. I was a kid. 
I you heard know, like, I'm not blaming it on anybody because that was my own doing. I decided to have three kids. Well, not necessarily three kids because I got pregnant with twins. But I decided to, you know, have sex, get pregnant and all that. Yes, I decided that. I decided to keep my kids. I decided to have them. But I didn't decide to do it on my own. Right. And it's I, like, had a Jesus. I had a question for y'all. Um, move, moving up, keeping on top on the same topic, but asking a question. I heard some of y'all mention it earlier. Um, so when you were going through your postpartum, I know, I know you were just explaining like you did most of it by yourself, but like, who did y'all have to talk to and, and to depend on once you got to a place where you were comfortable sharing or, or talking to someone about um, your depression or even when you were going through it and you felt like you couldn't tell anybody was there anybody around that you had me personally I don't feel like I really had anybody to talk to I had like I said I had my cousin that came over every day and she was the one person that I was able to be like hey bro I don't even know who these kids are like I said they was twins they look just alike I didn't know who was who I didn't name my babies my child's father and, and my mom named them but when I first had them my child's father worked a lot we lived together mm -hmm. and everything but yeah. he worked a lot. So he was gone half the day. So while you're gone, I'm still sitting stuck here with these babies. And yeah. I still have to make sure that they're okay. But my mind frame is still not in the right space to make sure that these babies is a-okay. So I got my cousin coming over. I never once felt like I wanted to harm my baby. But they could cry all day. And I just, I don't know. It was not, it was not registering in my head. Hey, they're crying, Kendra. Hey, you need to check on them. Like, I literally would sit there until my cousin came, and I would just listen to him cry. And I, I can't even explain it why I was feeling how I felt, but I just would. Yeah. And then I felt bad because it's like, damn, you're supposed to be making sure these kids is okay, and you just sitting here. But I couldn't make myself get up and go make sure they was okay either. Like, you know, they would be in the same room with me, and they would be in their little swings or whatever, but... I could give them a bottle and keep it going. I breastfed the twins until I was four months. So me breastfeeding, I can do it all day. It hurts so bad, I fucking hated doing it. But I didn't do it with my first daughter. Like I said, my first daughter had the eczema and everything else. So they say breastfeeding, your kid would be healthier. So I try to breastfeed them, you know, hoping that they wouldn't be as sick as my first kid. And... They very much wasn't because I never I never even took them to the emergency room until they were six years old. So I say breastfeeding works. Shit. I can tell you that. But at the same token, I would just be sitting there with my thoughts and I didn't really feel like I can express it to anybody. And when I did express it to anybody, it was mainly a you don't want your kids or you should have just aborted them if you felt like it or you should have just did this if you felt like it. And it's like, how can you tell somebody how the fuck to feel? You can't tell me I got to kill my kids just because I feel like it. Right. Help me right. out. Right. What about I you, Amanda? Anything. I, had, uh, I had two people. <laughs> I had Dean and I had Thomasina. <laughs> So, uh, for those, uh, I guess a lot, not a lot of people know, but Thomasina and I were pregnant at the exact same time, and our yeah. due dates were one week apart from each other. So I ended up having Adina early. So our right now our daughters are two months apart in age, but they were supposed to be just one week apart. 
Yeah. Um, and so since we were both coming back from work around the same time, our maternity leave was, was the same. We had a lot in common. And that's kind of how we how we became like close friends. We were pregnant right. at the same time. And then we were both going through the depression at the same time. But we never called it. I, I don't know if you agree, Tomatina, but I don't think we ever called it depression until we were getting better. Yeah. So yeah. we would talk about how we don't feel good. We were talking about how, you know, oh, I need to do this. I need to do my hair. I need to stop feeling anxious. I need to do this and that. But we would never say, wow, you know, I think this is this is PPD. Like, yeah. I feel like we could talk to someone. I think we were just going through the steps together mm-hmm. to make ourselves yeah. feel better. Yeah. Give our husbands a break because right. when, when we would go together somewhere, our husbands would hang out together. And I think that we also just wanted that for them because they were yeah. having to deal with our crazy all the time. Right. Exactly. Uh, but I'm- I didn't feel comfortable talking to anyone else besides Dean and Thomasina about it just because the one time I tried to, they told me that they couldn't relate and that they never felt that way. So I thought that everybody would feel that way and that right. they would just think that I was a heartless mom because I didn't want to spend time with my own baby. No, right. You know, like I thought that they were going to think that, you know, just like I was a heartless mom or I should have never been a mom. So I didn't really feel like I had anyone to talk to. Right. What about you, Angie? Who'd you have? Well, I had a couple of friends back in Ohio and my mom and pretty much my mom was the one who was just like blunt and out with it. Like, it sounds like you got postpartum. You're dealing with postpartum depression and you need to talk to somebody. You need to express your feelings. And, you know, it was constant. Like, she would call me every day, like, are you okay? You know, how are the kids? You know, do you need a break? You know what? Bring the kids over here. And, <clears throat> go do your favorite. Why don't you go to bingo? Or you know what? Can you get a babysitter? Uh, We're going to bingo tonight. Um, I got you, you know, like things to get me out the house and out of that wallow, out of that, what is wrong with me? You know, like, why do I not want to interact with my child? You know, and then it was like, on top of that, you know, it was even worse because you're dealing with, oh, I have two kids by two different men and, you know, like, why can't I make it work with at least one of their dads? They don't want me. They, you know, they're not there for the kids. And then you're just sitting there like, so you got relationship depression. You got postpartum depression. So it's just like, oh, my God, like, this is yeah. just too freaking much. Yeah, yeah it's a whole lot. Yeah. It's really overwhelming. And then, like, it's really overwhelming and then it's overwhelming when you have people around you that don't understand what you're going through right and you can't really express how you're how you're feeling and then when you do express it the first negative type of feeling or reaction that you get from anybody else it pretty much shuts it down I don't know it did for me right like the first yeah. negative reaction mm-hmm. that I got it just yep. made me shut down and just like forget yeah. it. I mean, like the nobody same. understands. I mean, maybe I'm fucking crazy because, <laughs> yeah. but it right. does because, like I said, that's a taboo topic. Nobody likes to talk about postpartum depression. Nobody likes to admit that you know what I had problems connecting with my child. 
nobody wants to admit that because I mean yeah. it does feel shameful in the end. It does make you feel bad and feel guilty. Like oh my yeah. god, what did I miss? And out then on? like so, another thing is social media. I feel like because then you have social media and you see all these girls having their babies and everybody's yes. so fucking happy and their yes. family's so fucking happy right. and. They have like the best support system in the fucking world, and they're right. like, oh, shit, what am I right. doing over here? <laughs> and I know for me, I had pretty much all of y'all um, to help me through it. Like Amanda, she used to be like, "Oh, like Amanda is one of my one of the first friends that if we were planning something together, like no lie, like Amanda would be like, oh, 'Oh, let's pull out the calendar right now. Like, let's set it up right now. We're gonna we're gonna get out of the house.'" Like and Mark Andrew used to get on me about it all the time. Like you need to get out of the house. You've been homebound for too long. Like I, I want to say I was homebound for like a year and a half, almost two years, where I just, I just wasn't leaving the house. I was just going to work, going through the motions. Um, but Amanda would help me get out, and like she said, our yeah, husband would be able to, you know, hang out too, and that was a blessing to give them a break from everything. And Mark Kendra, y'all, let me tell you about Mark Kendra. My Kendra would call me on duo. If I didn't pick up on duo, she would call me on the regular phone. If I didn't pick up my regular phone, she would hit me on Insta. Like any way that she could hit me, she was like, I'm coming to find you. I need to hear your voice. Like, let me check in. Like, I need to know you're alive. Like, what are you doing? And then Angie would go, oh, what are you doing today? Nothing. We'll get the girls' bags ready. I'm about to come pick them up. Y'all need a break. Oh. And, when, and when I tell y'all when Angie would come pick the kids up, we would sleep literally like the whole weekend. You know how you're like, oh, let's go out on a date night and do something fun. <laughs> no, we're asleep. We're asleep. It feels good, don't it? It does. It does. You can just go to sleep. You ain't got to wake up and hear nobody crying. You ain't got to wake up and feed nobody. And like, People act like it sounds terrible to say that, but it's like, shit, I don't always want to have to do that. I get it. I get it. I sat down and I had fucking four kids. I did. I admit that. But at the end of the day, I didn't have these kids by myself and I'm just talking because I'm a single parent. But me being a single parent, I didn't have these kids by myself. So it doesn't matter if I sat down and had them. Like I should be able to have some type of break. Yeah. I should be able to you go, need it. You need get, get, it. go get something to eat and not have to worry about feeding these kids. Like, of yes, of course. They're always going to get fed, but they can get fed at home. Like, why can't I fucking get any time by myself? Like, why am I always changing diapers, feeding? I'm always putting somebody to sleep. I always got to, you know, do homework. Like, what the fuck? Like, can I not? Like, is it not okay for me to get a break? Like then you start questioning yourself. Is it not okay? Is it am I wrong for wanting wanting that? For asking for it? And then it, you know, then you just like you're all over the place because then you're questioning yourself, like, am am I wrong for how I feel? And then you're like, I can't be wrong for how I feel because at the end of the day, this I'm a I'm a human being. This is really how I just feel. Right. Another thing that I did that I felt really guilty about um, when I was like in the thick of my of my depression, and I'm not, and I guess this is a question for you guys: How do I dig? Like, how do I dig myself out of this hole? Like when I was yes. depressed, and and when I when I was like right in the middle of it, just laying in bed every day after work, and just letting Dean do everything. Like people would reach out to me, 
Like, you know, you have close friends and close mm-hmm. family that you talk to all the time. They would reach out, but I wouldn't say anything back. Like, I cut myself off from, from everybody, everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, people who I would talk to every single day, I didn't talk to them for months. Mm-hmm. And now that I feel better and, and you know, I, I feel like depression, the postpartum depression is something. I'm not sure if it ever fully goes away, but right. I feel like right now I'm in a good space. Like, I feel like myself, I feel like, you know, like I'm good. I, I, I hang out now. You know, I, I love my, I love my daughter. Like we, I connected with her great now, but how do I dig myself out of the hole with all of the people who like I cut off from my life because I was depressed. You just right. got to tell them. And then like, you tell them. And then on top of that, I feel like, the people, I honestly just feel the people that are supposed to be in life will stick around. Yeah. Like, like even like what Thomasina said, like, me and Thomasina, we would go a week or two or, you know, like a couple weeks without talking. But I would reach out, she would reach out, you know, because we would both have our time. I'll have my time where I'm not feeling my best. She'll have her time where she's not feeling her best. And then we'll have our time where we don't necessarily want to bring our mess to each other like I already know you yeah. going through your shit I'm going through my shit I don't really want to have to you know like bring you down by telling you what I'm going through so I would kind of like keep it to myself but the pushiness of us not letting each other just slip in that hole is I believe is what is making me not stay there if that makes sense yeah, like I said, and I today think, I'm feeling the best that I've felt in a long time. Yeah, and, and I, go ahead. I think the people, if if there's certain people that you want back in your life, you know, you can start out light, like, hey, you know, let's go out for lunch or something or whatever. And here's the thing: you don't even gotta explain everything in detail. You can just, you know, let them know, hey, you know, I was just going through through some things and I had to get it back right and you know sorry I've been distant you know they they're gonna feel some type of way but like Mark Kendra said if they really rock with you they'll they'll still ride yeah I mean here's a word of wisdom that I learned in life if your friends are your friends as they say they are it doesn't matter if you talk every day or once in a blue moon they're always gonna be there yeah so yeah. it doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, you were going through something. If you don't feel comfortable sharing everything, look, I was going through some things and I didn't want to come across the wrong way to you and ruin our friendship. So right. I pulled myself back and you know, I feel better now and you know, hey, let's hang out. If they if they don't want to hang out, then hey, you weren't my friend to begin with. Oh, Apparently, right. something that I was doing for you that hey, that that's what you got off on. But once I couldn't do it anymore, you know, you kind of forgot about me. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. To each his own. But if it's your friend, you it's not about digging out of a rut. You and your friend are gonna pick up where you guys left off at, and. As if it was just yesterday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's really good advice. And I also Mm -hmm. think that through through having it and finding your support group uh, to talk about the issues when you have it, I think that that also helps you create 
more like better friendships with different people. Like if me and Tapasina both had gone through our depression at the same time, we may not be as close as we we are. So you also, you know, you build those new relationships too. And yeah, that's true. That's also good. Honestly. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, like in a way, you know, like they say, everybody comes in your life for a reason or a season and you going through real shit lets you know who's really in your life for what. Right. Because mm-hmm. like the year I just had, I promise y'all, if I could tell y'all everything that I've been through, y'all be like, God damn, how are you still like you'll be, you'll, right be able to tell us, you'll be able to tell us over time. You'll be able to tell us. But I'm just saying, like, you just be like, how, like, how are you functioning? But yeah. I'm going to make my way. And, you know, the people that I have today that I can call on today, I know that those are the people that's supposed to be in my life. Those are the people that really rock with me like they say they do. Because yeah. if you rock with me like you say you do, it don't matter what the fuck I go through. You're still going to be there when the shit's over. You're gonna be there. You're gonna yes. be there when I'm going through it. You're gonna be there after. You're gonna be there before. But you know, like if me going through postpartum depression, me going through any type of depression, me going through any type of thing makes you no longer want to be in my life, that means that you didn't really deal with me the way that you said you did. So I can't mm-hmm. do nothing or you know anything but let it go. And you kind of just can't get. You can't stress about it because that was the thing that I went through. Like last year like two of my close friends that I was really like rocking with we went out every weekend we, we you know we did a lot of stuff together we went out of town and all type of stuff but the minute that I started like really going through something they shot away I I I um I reached out I sent a couple text messages I called a couple times and nobody ever responded I let it go you know, like, but then I, I went through my little thing where I, I felt some type of way and I felt bad. And I was like, damn, what did I do? You know, like our whatever, what what was I going through so bad that you didn't want to be around? But then I got to, you know, then you got to take back. You got to take two steps back. Hey, honestly, some shit that some people go through, my mental state of mind can't handle that shit. Yeah. Like, I'm OK where I'm at the point where I can express that and I can let you know, hey. What you're going through right now is messing with my mental. We can probably be friends on the, uh, you know, on the far side or, you know, I got to let you go through that and I'm going to shy away. But, you know, if you need me, just call me. But I just feel like it's a way to handle it. So, right. you know, it's just, mm-hmm. I just say it like it. It's just a way to handle it. Well, let's, y'all want to, let's move on to the, um, the fuck motherhood segment. Cause, you know, let's be for real here. We all know it's Super Bowl Sunday and, you know, we all have, Places to be, so let's. What, what team are y'all rooting for? Because I don't get like, I just want some wings and some. The Rams. <laughs> I, I'm, t- I'm so tired of the Patriots going to the Super Bowl. I'm and winning. over it. I'm over it. Like I'm over it. Like I know Dean wants me to say the Rams, but honestly, I don't care. I just want the pizza and wings. <laughs> Okay. That's how I feel too. <laughs> okay. I'm ordering me some good Bocelli's tonight. Yes, Bocelli's pizza wings popping. Yes. So, do we have a fuck motherhood moment? If not, we can. You know how we do wind our thing down. I can't I think of one. I have one this week. Oh, Amanda. Amanda. Real quick, Angie. 
Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Thomasina. No, go ahead. And, you're about to explain it to her and then pass it to Amanda because I forgot Amanda does have a good one. Boom. Okay. So, like, our fuck motherhood segment is basically, you know, the moment that you're really, like, frustrated or anything and you're just like, fuck this shit. You know, we know as mothers we're not going to give up. We're not going to stop taking care of our kids or anything like that. But at the end of the day, it's always some shit to go on with you and your kids or anything where you're like, fuck it. Whether it's like shit going on at school, um, them acting out at home, them getting in trouble because you have older kids, you know, like in trouble. But, you know, when your kids get in trouble, regardless, they always call their mama first. You know, or if you don't have anything negative to say about your kids or anything as far as motherhood right now, you know, anything that's making you happy, whether your kids is like excelling in school or anything like that, just whatever you got going on with your motherhood right now in the trees are like, fuck it, or these are my, you know, these are my kids and they're the best right now. <laughs> Amanda, I've been dying. I've been, I've been waiting. Go, Amanda. Yeah, because so when we teased it, uh, we do so we do a conference call on Thursdays to talk about the episode. And I told them I was like, I have one. I want to hear it now. And they were like, No, don't tell me. But I know y'all are <laughs> thinking about it. Like, yes, <laughs> I, like, I can't wait to hear it. So yeah. mine, it's not super serious at all. It's silly, and, and maybe you guys may you guys may laugh, or hopefully you understand. Um, since uh, most of the most of the uh, most of the moms here have girls, so hopefully you guys understand. So, Adina's daycare teacher, <laughs> she started learning daycare. It's on a military base, so it's great. I met, I went and met her teachers one time. There, you know, there's a black woman, and I think there's a white woman. I think there's an Asian woman. Um, so I don't know which one of them is doing this, <laughs> but I don't know if I should go and talk to them about it or not, but. Okay, so Adina, she's one year old, so she doesn't have a lot of hair. <laughs> she has, uh, her hair is very curly, um, but it's also very fine. Like her hair, uh, it's, it's kind of thin and fine, but it's very, very curly. So it frizzes up really easily. So she leaves the house at 6.20 in the morning to go to daycare. So I try to do her hair the night before. But when uh, sometimes I don't get a chance to because she falls asleep or I do it and she's a wild sleeper. She tosses and turns and backflips while she's sleeping. So <laughs> in the morning, her hair looks messy. So one morning I did her, I put the conditioner hair, leave-in conditioner, a little cream product. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to let it dry before school. And then I'm going to get ready for work. And then she and Dina her are going to leave. She's going to go to school and her hair will be fine. It got a little more frizzy than I thought was going to be, but I was like, she's one. It's going to be fine. I send her to school. When she comes home, her hair is done. Like, it's pulled up in a ponytail. Like, it's laying flat. <laughs> it's laying flat on her head. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, Dean, did they do her hair while she was at school? And he was like, yeah, and you know, Dean, I guess men don't care. He's like, yeah, it's no problem. Like, I guess they just thought it looked messy, so they did it. I got upset. I was like, how dare they? touch her hair like her hair didn't even look that bad but dean said it wasn't a big deal so i let it go fast forward hey, to i'm gonna tell you like this that's a black mom thing period yeah don't touch my fucking kids hair. Exactly. i don't care how i sent her don't touch her hair exactly right. but go ahead and what are they doing <laughs> like why is her hair her hair never lays flat it is curly what did they put in her hair to make it lay flat she doesn't have that much hair i don't want her to lose her little baby edges um but then, so that was last week. So this week, uh, 
uh, I did her hair. I was like, I'm gonna make sure I get up early every morning. <laughs> so I've been getting up early. I've been doing her hair. I put her hair in a ponytail, and I was like, it's neat, it's good. I know her dad's gonna put. It's been really cold, so I know her dad's gonna put her hat on. Um, and then uh, it'll make it a little frizzy, but it should be good because it's in a nice tight ponytail, but not too tight where I think that her edges are gonna come out. She comes home and her hair is in two ponytails flat like like they parted it down zigzag down they the plan they plan <laughs> they plan they plan now I know Girl, I would be so quick up there hey listen <laughs> listen right when I tell y'all it was in a zigzag part down the middle of her head I was like oh they trying to make a point they, they trying to go listen they trying to get you hyped and look I would be like please uh First of all, I just need to know what product were you using, and second of all, don't touch her hair no more. Thanks. <laughs> what? I was so mad. So oh, I'm like, mad. Hey, do you see this? Why is her hair in two ponytails? Like I did her hair this morning. Why right. Why are we doing it? So why I, do people feel like they can just do anything? But that whole situation, I was just like, oh, like, why do I even bother? Why am I a mom? <laughs> right. Right. That's funny. Right. I'm Athena, what you got? I don't really got anything. We went to um check out their new school this week. So they'll be starting um their new school tomorrow and Carter will be in preschool, so she'll be wearing uniforms. I'm kind of excited because I'm gonna have her all dressed up extra because that's just who I am. But um yeah, so that that was just one of the good things that happened this week. Nothing too crazy. They've been they've been pretty decent. I'm so hyped to see them in their little uniforms. They're gonna be so cute. <laughs> yeah, I'm so yeah. Does Charlie have, have to wear uniforms to too? Huh? Charlie has to wear them too? Even though she No, she just no, them. she wears she wears regular clothes, oh. no. That's cute though. Do you have anything, Angie? Okay, so do y'all want a good one or do y'all want, we want a... a good one, girl? I'm not even gonna go with the other option. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you want the 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 praise report or do you want the give us the drama? because you know, okay, you're fresh, so tell us whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my fuck motherhood moment huh which one can i pull from the record <laughs> <laughs> what one that okay one that's short no i'm just playing go ahead so i got um when i was married before i got divorced there was four boys so yeah. it was my stepson plus my three boys yeah so uh one day I'm sitting downstairs and I'm watching TV and they're upstairs in their room and they're supposed to be playing a game and so they're in the room playing a game and little Tim was like one years old. So all of a sudden Marquise comes downstairs and he's like mom, um, I think he swallowed a quarter. So I'm like he swallowed a quarter. So I'm, I'm opening his mouth and I'm looking and I'm like what the hell like okay I don't see anything so he's sitting up there like Eat, eat, mommy, eat, 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 you know. So we're sitting there and he's eating with me because he's only one, you know. I don't eat a whole bunch. So we're sitting there eating, and then the next thing you know, blah. Oh, no. Oh, the goddamn place. And I'm like, what the Sam hell? <laughs> so I'm like, you didn't eat that much. Why are you throwing up? So here it is. I break out the, here's the, 
I'm I'm a veteran mom at this. I've been doing this for a while, okay? You don't feel like you got a fever, but that don't mean you don't have a low-grade fever. So we take your temperatures and all of that. Nothing wrong. So now he's thirsty, so I give him something to drink. Drink is going down fine. He's keeping that down, so on and so forth. So then he's like, eat, eat, mommy. I'm like, yeah, I bet you you are hungry. You just threw everything the hell up. Like, what is wrong with you? So I give him something else to eat. And he eats about two or three spoonfuls. Blah! Uh, I'm like, what the fuck? So I call the nurse's line and she's like, do you think he swallowed anything? And I'm like, ding, 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 ding. I'm like, well, my son said he think he swallowed a quarter. She was like, well, it might be lodged in his throat. Oh, my God. So he was like, um, she was like, give him a cracker. And wait about 30 minutes and see if that goes down. She was like, and if that stays down, she was like, then he probably doesn't have anything live. So I give him one cracker. One cracker. <laughs> Easter cracker. 30 minutes go by. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the nurse calls me back. I'm like, yeah, he kept it down. She's like, okay, give him a couple more crackers. So he's sitting there and she was like, I'm going to stay on the phone with you while he's eating them. And as you know, kids, they take these little small dainty bites. And it's like, Boy, eat the cracker. But then it's like, okay, well, hopefully your stomach isn't messed up. And she was like, you know, it might be a stomach rock. So he gets to the second cracker and he's halfway through it. Blah! Oh, no. I'm like, what the hell? He just threw up the cracker. She was like, yeah, you might want to take him in the emergency room. So oh I God. take him to the emergency room. Like, he's throwing up. You know what I'm saying? He can't keep anything down. So they take him for an x-ray. Okay, yes, he did swallow a damn quarter. But the thing is, <laughs> the quarter is not. Oh no! What happened? The quarter is not horizontal in his throat. The quarter mm. is vertical. Oh wow! So the thing is, the juice and stuff is going down like the sides of the quarter. But the food uh, is piling up on top of it till his uh, gag reflex kicks in. Oh my god! So awful. They end up staying in the hospital overnight. Then they woke up the next morning. They put him to sleep and they used the vacuum and sucked the quarter out. So they brought the quarter to me and they was like, "Yeah." They made this quarter. And this quarter has like all kind of cracker chips around. Ew. I'm like. What the Sam hell? I'm like, God damn it, you get it. Fuck this shit. I don't want to be a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, I'll that quarter. Right. <laughs> that was one my of my fuck my motherhood. But then a praise report. Um, my middle son Maurice, that's like my one of my brain children. Him and my youngest are like in a competition over who's gonna get straight A's first. Oh. So, uh, Maurice uh, has actually been contacted by John Hopkins University about Ooh. doing a visit and yeah. wow. attending their college when he graduates next year. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, yes. Maurice. That's amazing. Yes. All right. So, I'm I'm he wants to be a biomedical scientist. So he yeah. wants to work yeah. on cures for like so much money, girl. <laughs> yeah, he wants to work on like the cure to cancer. And... Yes, he could help us all. Mm -hmm. Right. 
So mine is like not so tragic as it's been for the past two weeks. <laughs> but I just wanted to tell y'all real quick. So my daughter, Amelia, my little one-year-old, she keeps fucking handing me invisible shit. And I keep... <laughs> I, I like... I want to be like, okay, cool, whatever. You know, a little invisible, whatever the fuck you handed me. But then I get annoyed and it's like, what? Why the fuck do you keep handing me invisible shit, girl? Leave me alone. Because every don't time do I look my, at it, don't do my niece like that. You you <laughs> grab whatever she you grab whatever she's handing you. You hear me? If she grabs if she had your imaginary cup, you better drink the juice. I'm she coming to get her, mama. Her. And then I look and I try to grab it out of her hand, and it's just like her fucking three fingers holding together. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. Why does she keep handing me invisible shit? And she keeps doing it just like, here, mama. Here. I love it. If that's not real, it. though, sometimes you don't want Feed to Feed her imagination. Feed right. it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't want to play. Just leave me alone. Exactly. It's funny, but like, when you're like tired and shit, you're like, oh my God. If you hand me one yeah, more invisible thing, girl, leave me alone. Right. <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and wind this thing down. So, <laughs> hey, y'all, we can be reached on Instagram at Capesoff. It's C-A-P-E-S dot O-F-F on Instagram. We can be reached at Capesoffsupermoms at gmail.com. Me, I'm on Instagram at Sold Out K. It's S-O-U-L-E-D underscore K no underscore O-U-T underscore K <laughs> I'm extra but I'm sold out K on Instagram Mark Kendra and Thomasina you are oh mine is um T Brown 2785 the, our capes off we also have a Twitter account for capes off and it's just at capes off no, no period so on Instagram it's capes dot off and then on Twitter it's just capes off yes. yeah so oh maybe we can uh for one episode we can even um if we get enough like listeners who are interested we can have guest listeners on like moms yeah yes, I'm on I board. Do that. yeah we really do we want to we want to connect to people we want to connect to listeners take your yes. questions anybody you know. that wants to throw out questions that wants to just join us for one episode or whatever just Email us, yes. write us on Instagram, Twitter, yes. let us know. Follow us. Join the movement. Amanda, I mean Angie, Angie, I'm sorry. Where are you at? Uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. My Twitter is uh at the Mrs. T U. That's T H E M R S two U. That was that married woman, huh? <laughs> yeah, that was that married woman. I don't do Twitter anymore. <laughs> he took it with him. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, on Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, I'm TweetyBird927. That's all together. And on Facebook, I'm just Andrene Crawford. So... Awesome. So, thank you, Angie. What did What did you think? What did you think about being with us on this on this episode? This is fun. (laughs) We think 
It really is. It's fun, you know, because we we as moms, we go through so much that, you know, people don't understand. They don't know. So this is a lot of fun to, like, put your stories out there to see, you know, so people can relate. Right, exactly. And know they're not alone. Yes. yes. And that's so. the point. And when we all hang up, we'll put our capes back on and we'll be super moms again. That's right. Of course. So, ladies, anybody, ladies, fellas, anybody who's listening out there, just reach out to us. Let us know how y'all feel, how y'all feel about our podcast so far. If y'all have any questions and y'all just want to hear our opinions about it because we're no experts in any fucking thing. We're just out here letting y'all know how we feel about it. (laughs) Exactly. So, reach out to us in episode three of Cape Soft. We've made it. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.